Don't look now, but it's a whole new world of weed out there. Pot is flower, it's Bruce Banner and Blue Dream. You've got bongs and dabs, resin and shatter, vaping and edibles, new terms, new strains, and new ways to use cannabis sativa, the plant. Some just made with CBD, and hemp has minimal THC. There's sativa and indica strains, and 100 chemicals, all legal in 10 states for adult use. There's a lot to get to know. Get used to it, folks, because it's legal in the Bay State and it's not going away. Neither is In the Weeds with Jimmy Young next. Revolutionary Clinics is just one of 49 medical cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts, but there's a reason why it's one of the most popular. It's their patient-first philosophy. All day long, they teach, they educate, they communicate about this complicated plant called Cannabis Sativa. That's true. Whether you visit their Cambridge location in Fresh Pond at 110 Fawcett Street or at 67 Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first. Hi, everyone. Welcome to In the Weeds with Jimmy Young, a special podcast available on all your favorite podcast channels of Spotify, iTunes, and of course, available on the CLNS Media Network and the C-Suite Radio Group. I, of course, am your host, Jimmy Young, but I am so proud to be, uh, <laughs> I'm so proud to be in the studio with two Canna moms, uh, Elizabeth Dameron from New Orleans and the Canna mom, our friend Joyce Gerber. Not, not from New Orleans, from, from Cambridge, Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, first of all, ladies, thank you so much for coming in today, especially uh, Ms. Dameron, who flew in uh, for a very special event in Maine this weekend. And boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, she's giddy. Bada boom. Yeah, first of all, even though this will probably air after your event, what is, is the event, event you're going, going to? to? And you are presenting there and moderating a panel too, if I remember correctly. I am. It's the Veteran Smokeout hosted by Vocal Productions, and it's a, a weekend-long festival to support veterans' access to medical cannabis. Um, there are many, many vendors and bands that are going to be coming in. I have the fortunate pleasure of hosting a panel. Um, we're in the cannabis family. Thank you so much. Um, you guys do rock, by the way, in the cannabis industry. Oh, yeah. do. Yes. I mean, I have the book, by the way, Ashley Pacillo's book in my nice. office now, mm -hmm. Breaking the Grass Ceiling. It's profiles of 32 women entrepreneurs mm -hmm. in the cannabis business. Mm -hmm. Soon to have a second edition, and I'm sure both of you will be in it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we should. We should right. be. So it's a... It's a Week it's like twelve noon Saturday to twelve noon on Sunday, isn't it, or something yeah, like actually that? Actually, twelve noon tomorrow, tomorrow on Friday, Friday to three p.m. Sunday. Oh boy! Yes, with musical acts. Musical acts. There's going to be a separate education village from the musical stage. So if you're not feeling the band, go over and check out the different um, panels, the different speeches. It's going to be a really good time. Actually, um, Uncle Pete uh, Trench Montaigne from Uncle Pete's Relief is going to be up there, and I'm. Couldn't, couldn't be more thrilled. thrilled. I'm kind of a fangirl, and I get a chance to sit and do a short panel with him. Um, and ask him all the questions. Um, the people who are dying to know. The veteran community really, really, really beneficially. So, so I'd, I'd like, like to take some of his wisdom and some of his insight and see if I can't 
you know, you know work, work it in to the Cajun area down there and see if they'd be, see if they'd be, if they'd be open to that. So, so it's, it's, it's going to be a really good time. I'm very honored. Um, I'm super thrilled. I've never been to Maine. Truth be told, oh it comes out. I've never been to it's Maine. It's the way <laughs> life should be. I'm reading that right off the postcards. Um, Have you had lobster? Of course. Oh, okay. Uh, like a, your freshman lobster. That's oh, right. Uh, and that is the place to go for that. That is the place to go, yeah. And Joyce Garber, you are now the host of the Cannamom Show. That is true. Uh, it's uh, mm-hmm. another new production for Pro Cannabis Media. We're very excited about it. Thank In you. fact, I'm already jealous that you've had more opens on your pilot than I've had on my In the Weed show. Not girl, that I'm sensitive to these things. Girl power. That's right. Yeah, it's totally girl power <laughs> in the cannabis energy. world. Um, tell, tell us about, about the first few shows. Who are the guests? Give, give, give us a little synopsis on that if you know so we did a nice pilot episode with my friend Kara Crab Burnham, who is a advocate activist in the cannabis world, and she has a great story about how she changed the policies at one of our Boston hospitals when her child was born because she was a medical cannabis user, and DSS is a you, there are mandated reporters to DSS, and she had that policy changed. So good for her. That's yep. awesome. We love that. Love that. And then uh, this week we just released my friend uh, Candy Leonard, who wrote a book called Beetleness. And, and I read it. And Jimmy read the book. Which, which is <laughs> amazing because I read maybe two books a year. And he enjoyed it, people. So Beetleness. Right. Yeah. He's already he's already mentioned the two he's read. That's right. Thank you very much. He was on vacation <laughs> last God, week. He had a lot that, of time. <laughs> That's right. A lot of time coming off vacation. Um, yeah, there's a couple more. Uh, so that's that. We just uh, we're actually talking with a revolutionary cannabis, Barbara Van Hoosen from Revolutionary Clinics in Somerville, Massachusetts. Awesome. She'll be coming out. That episode will be out in about a week. And Amy Ryman, the cannabis, the Canadian cannabis. So she has a great uh, site called Hip Lives. And moving forward, we're gonna have more great women guests and cannabis. Out, out there, there telling, telling real cannabis stories from real cannabis moms. moms. It's, it's great. great. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't I, I, I see why there's an opportunity for anything new. Mm-hmm. And because women seem to be so much more empowered now, whether it's the Me Too movement and the aberrant behavior of other males in my, you know, of my, you know I'm not proud of the, my gender, let's just say, <laughs> never have been, by the way. That being said, um, just why do you think that women entrepreneurs are making such a mark in the cannabis industry? Elizabeth. Well, no pressure. Um, <laughs> Less pressure. Yeah. And if you no. want to pass to Joyce to answer it, you can, it's okay too. I, I it's take, take on it's it. like password. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, no, it's a really good, it's a really, really great question. And I love to stand back, um, you know, as a psychologist, and I like to stand back and I like to observe. And I see that, one, there is a very real synergy with the female energy and the female plant. I mean, it, it, just, just, it really is. is. You know, I know it's sad. That's right. Yeah, yeah, talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like, like, oh, it's hippie-ish. So, so well, don't take my hippie card, right? right? Just because it's 2019. But there really is a real synergy. But also in the way that women are more in tune to the needs, they're a little more intuitive. I'm not saying that men can't be or aren't, but it's a different time. There's an energy shift. And, and I think, think that, you know, know the strong, strong empowered women that are ready to share their stories and to not be in the closet about, you know, being a mom and using cannabis for whatever issue they have or to help other women. Mm-hmm. You know, like to talking to other women about their cannabis use or their involvement. It's this coming together. Agreed. And it's really super powerful. It really, really is. So I'm honored to be a part of it and to watch it all unfold. You know, it's like. 
Yes. And I will say La- the flip side of that is that, you know, a lot of times I'm 54, so there's always been a situation coming up where there was one woman in a situation and the women, honest to God, weren't really all that supportive. And I have noticed a big difference yeah. in this industry. Yeah. Uh, so I hope that and, I mean, that continues. And you continue to advocate and, and educate your Cambridge community too, which I commend you for. And I know that there's a very special event coming up at your uh, local synagogue <laughs> yes. that might be featuring <laughs> really? Dr. Jordan Tischler. No I, way, yeah, really? Yeah. So I, um, yes, I'm active in my temple. I've become my grandmother, and they. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That's and I was asked by our um, our women's group if I would do a we call it a Friday night a Shabbat table talk on cannabis, and I reached out to Dr. Tischler, who happens to actually have an office right across from our temple. And he was not only excited to do our event, but would love to do other events. So any other groups out there looking to have a knowledgeable doctor, me come in, talk about this, the whole new world of weed. I think it's um, it's a great, um, I don't know. Great opportunity. Great opportunity yes. just to yep. hear, for the first time to hear what this is, because there's so much misinformation. And, and we come into trusted communities, and we're going to give you good information. I think that's yeah. a great that's thing. I'm so yeah. proud, by the way, Joyce, of... The host that you have become. And, and that will be another show, another Candle Mom show. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right? Absolutely. That's, there's a lot of, you know what, that is really exciting. It's exciting to see that you're doing it at a Shabbat table. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's exciting, exciting to see that, you, you know, know, you were invited to do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's exciting, exciting to see um, how, how receptive this is. It's exciting to see that it's Dr. Dr. Tischler. I mean, we've been interesting. That's actually how Jimmy and I met. Right. Was right. listening to Dr. Tischler talk. That's right. Um, <laughs> this is really, it's really, again, it's just like, it's really powerful watching everyone come together like that. And everyone has a cannabis story. You know, yeah. you've yes. been in this for quite a while. Jimmy's been in this for a while. And, you know, it, this sort of almost started as a joke. But as soon as I tell people what I'm doing, everyone comes forward and wants to tell me what they're doing, where their grandfather, where their grandchild got them, or their daughter. Or mm-hmm. The ladies in my temple talk to me all the time about this. I just think it's amazing and awesome. So I'm happy to share and I'm happy to help educate. That's and, cool. And, and by the way, the yeah. fastest grew, growing group of cannabis consumers, and I'll admit this, older adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a recent study out of NYU supported by, you know, all these studies are done by the drug abuse and substance abuse mm-hmm. groups. They're I mean, you know, when they say, oh, we need that, more right. research right, on this, right. we need more research. They've been like 30,000 oh, research, re- right? Uh, uh, studies I on know, cannabis. Yeah. What's wrong mm-hmm. with it? It's got to be addictive. It can't be this yeah. good for you. Yeah. It can't be healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it might be. Anyway, <laughs> they are now, it's an annual survey of 70,000 Americans of all ages. And basically it found that over a four-year period that the prevalence has increased by 27% increase for 50 to 64-year-olds. And get this, 107% for those 65 and older since 2012-13 survey. And of course, they again compare it to the 06-07 survey. And Mm -hmm. by that, if you compare it that way, 625% 65 and older. So what what does that tell you? What do those tell you more than anything else? As you get old and the pain increases and your body breaks down, Mm -hmm. you can supplement by learning mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. to use cannabis properly, dose properly, Dosing and properly. with a responsible yeah. use of this product can improve your life. And right. why not? When you get older, you want anything you can get to get right. you out of pain. Right. We're just biology. I keep saying that. <laughs> we're, know, just, right? we're rebalancing our systems. We, you know, this is just something that's always been part of human history. We took it out for 100 years and now we're putting it back in. Yeah. And, and yeah. It's great stuff. It mm-hmm. is. And it's amazing. You're right. Knowledge is power. And to see 
people coming together and willing to I wish there were more sharing, sharing in the empirical side, side of things, things but um, there, there is, and it's, it's happening, but to see all this information now, now verify itself, and then verify itself, and then, oh, well, my grandfather used it, and, like, my uncle mm-hmm. used it, right. and, you know, no, whatever, my rabbi used it, or, you know, you know, whoever, like, somebody you know uses for whatever reason. And now there's this qualitative testimonial data to back up these studies that most people are hearing about and this and that. And it's like, yeah, it is an individual process. So dosing does become nuanced, mm-hmm. but you got to find what works for you. And if right. it works, why not? Right. right. And, and as my friends keep pointing out, even typical medications take a little while to right. figure out. We're right. all, we all process Absolutely. Right. You know, you can take yeah. 200 milligrams of ibuprofen and it won't touch anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's why the, I believe the therapeutic dose is 800 milligrams. Mm-hmm. And that's just an example of an OTC drug, ibuprofen, right. that everybody uses. Exactly. Because everybody's body is different and everybody has different metabolism. And so Anyway, um, I do want to go back to Elizabeth because she does come from New Orleans, Louisiana, the oh. bio. And, uh, Down bio. the bio. Down bio. the bio. <laughs> and they just had a news event uh, within this past week of this recording where they opened up the first medical dispensary. That's right. And and Elizabeth, as someone who's been on the Cannabis Advocacy Board in mm-hmm. Louisiana for a number of years. Mm-hmm. How, how, actually, I could see it on your face. You were so <laughs> proud. You were so proud. You were like, you know, you're like, hey, this actually happened and you yeah. knew Mama you were part of marijuana. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I love it, right? You can't see on camera, but I have neon leaf print pants on. It's you know. We're not. We don't have camera people or videographers to pan down to see the pants because <laughs> I think it would throw our color balance off completely. But this is um, true. They're truly neon. Yeah. Seriously, I saw it on your face. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And now that you were there, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that you pointed out to me on the phone was the expense oh my gosh. of the yeah. teachers. You know, mm-hmm. So now that it took you forever to get this done, yeah. uh, tell us the story mm-hmm. of the woman who the bill was named after. Allison, was it Allison? What was it? It was, it was Allison Newstrom. Yeah, yeah, it was Allison Newstrom. Um, and... Oh my gosh. It's hard. I was like, it's it's a little tough. It's someone you knew. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And in working, it is a small community and you don't necessarily realize it. um, But when you start reaching out, you know, you're you're one little advocacy group, but then you end up, you guys all know each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And in June 29th of 2015 is when they signed the medical program into law because of Allison. Right. Um, And And it was because Allison was, was she a wife, a daughter of a sheriff? That was always the lobbyist against this, but there was a relation she had with a law enforcement mm. officer, and that's when the tide turned by the law enforcement people down in New Orleans, right? Yeah, it did, and it's unfortunate that it took somebody passing away right. mm-hmm. to make people realize that this is real mm-hmm. and make people realize that... We're not just here to sit around and smoke pot and, you know, be stoners. Hey, right. this is a real medication. This is really saving people's life. I mean, it saved my life. Yep. You know, it would have saved hers. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have saved the child that also died, you know, while waiting for our program to come on board. Um, and it's unfortunate. It's the truth of it, you know, and I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but things happen, you mm-hmm. know, and it can't be waiting for somebody's life to not 
continue. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? A life-threatening event exactly. makes, makes your, your open-mindedness, obviously, and say, right. whoa, i got to try this because right. I'm dying here, right? right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, because of some writing on the paper. So it's it's been a long journey, um, and it's been very, very, very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, my gosh, um, but on both ends. Mm-hmm. So it's been exciting. It's been a lot of tears, a lot of hurt tears, but to see the program open on Tuesday um, and to be there in my own state, right. you know, not that I'm, I was born there, but it's home now. Mm-hmm. I'm a now native. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it's like to see, to walk into this dispensary and see, wow, is that my prescription? You know, is that, it's me? Really? Like, <laughs> did I just drive up here in Louisiana and this actually happened? And I shed some tears and it was really exciting to People see People changing the world. Yeah. But you know, it's like it actually happened. More importantly, she did a Facebook Live from the parking lot reporting for Pro Cannabis We Media. did see that. And I did. we all yeah. saw that. <laughs> and we were very proud of you. I told I told Francesco uh, that I would be sending it to him because, you know, he's not on Facebook or whatever. Of course know. not. No. You know, who, who would yeah, do I that? Know. Um, I'm going to throw out one, middle, uh, one other study that has been mm-hmm. released recently and then get your Reaction to it. Uh, this was actually done at the Arizona State University once again by the uh, substance abuse world, mm-hmm. and it will be published in a uh, an issue of the Drug and Alcohol Dependence Magazine. Mm-hmm. And these were researchers who analyzed self-reported cannabis use among boys ages 13 to 19 in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And they got a group of 1,000 boys to take part, and it was examined in the 1980s because they wanted to see the effect of cannabis Mm -hmm. of teen use in the adult world. Mm -hmm. And they concluded after a, um, another question is that, let's see, adolescent cannabis use is not associated with structural brain differences in adulthood, which is one of the first arguments all the prohibitionists use. Mm -hmm. What about the kids? Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Get them off alcohol. Because alcohol can kill them. And sugar. Yep. And sugar. Oh, and sugar. <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh, you had to ruin it. You, know, you brought sugar. the Gana Moms I'm on. Right. You know, you expect, but I, have right? such a, I have such a sweet tooth, as you know. And that, that, you know, sugar is the evil drug. No, it's not. Come on. Anyway, it's sweet. It is. I know. I get it. I get it. But I found that fascinating. I love the fact that there are actually people thinking mm. about this kind of thing in the 80s mm-hmm. yeah. and say let's take advantage of this now get, get these and they separated them into daily users mm-hmm. never evers you know once in a while kind of a thing yep. and they separate all that it's a fascinating study and I just like the uh, obviously the results of it and because that is the thing they told us would happen you would smoke pot you'd ruin your brain that was yeah. pretty much the message your yeah. brain yeah right over and over again yeah right Oh, my God. But Just say guys, no to the egg on the pan. Yeah. I know a lot of... I am 62. Well, it will be in a couple of weeks. Um, and I know a lot of people my age that smoked regularly, used it regularly in their teens, mm-hmm. okay? In Newton, Massachusetts. I'm not going to name any more names, okay? <laughs> I did it, okay? That being said, I still managed to get through Tufts University and graduate. I still managed to have a decent career for about 35 years, the last 10 we don't have to talk about. No, I'm only kidding. I'm here now and we're doing this. <laughs> we're here now. That's right. And a talk show host and a talk show host for life. This is what I tell people. How, why would I ever stop talking to people? This is what I do, you know? Um, anyway, so I always say, use me as an example. 
Mm-hmm. And I took 10 years off completely straight from age 32 to 42. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. that being said, that's me. But that's again, you're, you're using it in a context. I mean, maybe it was actually helping you get through. You, you know, it may have helped well, you focus. It may have actually no. helped you, like, calm you down. It I may have know, really. No, wait, wait, no. Are you really? telling me that, yeah. I, that I have uh, issues right. like that? No, it may have taken, no, it may no, have taken no. a lot of stuff out of your brain so you're able to do the one thing that needed to get done. That's so. right. The se- yeah. That's focus. exactly right. The 70s, we didn't know what ADHD was. We thought it was boys being boys. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's this is how that's how they describe me anyway. Right. And, yeah, it made you hyper-focused. Mm-hmm. on the task at hand mm-hmm. and that was schoolwork or that was taking copious notes in right. class yep. and it I'm not going to tell you did it helped what can I tell it you help? it, helped. Right, it got me like I said it got me through it I mean, I now, now, it. now we give kids whatever we give them all sorts of other oh things Adderall, Adderall. 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 which, Adderall. which so. by the way the only time I took speed in college was once because I had to you know, cram for an exam that I probably didn't do as much homework on that I probably should. Right, right. I don't. Okay, look, I just have to tell you, yeah. I am like super against Adderall. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's like the worst thing in the world. I mean, it's you're this far of a molecular com- structure off. I mean, it's essentially methamphetamine that we're prescribing people, and then, mm. but I get crap. Because I use a natural plant that I can grow in my backyard. Are you kidding me? Right. Like, and that's that's you know, it's an argument that people now use on a regular basis, and it's frustrating, especially with all the special needs kids, yeah. all the kids that are getting diagnosed with ADHD mm-hmm. and other um, diagnoses and other mm-hmm. things. So, I, right. That being said, it's yeah. as we know, it's a different world now. Right. You girls, you girls, you women are shaking <laughs> things up. I hope you continue to do it. Joyce, I'm very proud of the Canamom show. He, he found me. Look, he found me and now here I am. <laughs> <laughs> like a puppy. I just followed him in and that's, now I'm a TV host. That's right. That's right. That's but right. I'm bummed. That's bummed. right. So uh, keep it up. We Thank look you. forward to more uh, very special editions of the Canamom. <laughs> Elizabeth, uh, so great for you to fly in just for this show. <laughs> I'll be taking you back to the airport and, you know, you'll fly home. No, I'm only kidding. Um, look forward to talking to you Pretty more. So. And hearing And hearing. And you might also see Elizabeth on this week's news dabs. Absolutely. I might just add. So, Mm. um, for Elizabeth Dameron, for Joyce Gerber, I'm your host of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young, and I want to thank also Dan French, our director of this program today. Dan is a new member of our team, Mm -hmm. and we're so thrilled to have him. Very proud Uh, of him. One of the most experienced 20-year-old young people that I've ever met in the television business. I mean that, Dan. So, for that, again, remember... It's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Revolutionary Clinics is just one of 49 medical cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts, but there's a reason why it's one of the most popular. It's their patient-first philosophy. All day long, they teach, they educate, they communicate about this complicated plant called Cannabis Sativa. That's true. Whether you visit their Cambridge location in Fresh Pond at 110 Fawcett Street or at 67 Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first. In the Weeds with Jimmy Young is a video podcast produced by the Pro Cannabis Media Network for the entertainment and education of our audience. All opinions on this show should not be considered medical advice or reflect the opinions of the management of CLNS Media, Pro Cannabis Media Group, or its marketing partners.